When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody. You know they say every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And every time I watch a direct-to-video sequel or a made-for-TV sequel, a little part of my heart dies. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the All Too Real 2 podcast. My name is Michael E. Cohen II, and with me, as always, is my co-host... Silence here. Sure. Okay, everybody. You know they say every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And every time I watch a direct-to-video sequel or made-for-TV sequel, um, a little part of my heart dies. Hi, everyone. My name is Michael E. Cullen II. Welcome to the All Too Real 2 podcast, and with me as always is my co-host, Matthew Haas. Are you okay, Matt? No, uh, a little bit, I guess. Okay. I don't like watching these movies. They make me sad. But why do we keep doing it? We like to torment ourselves. Yes, we do. That's what it is. So, uh, today, folks... You probably tell by the description on the episode or whatever, but we watched uh, the 1990 um, made-for-TV movie called Clarence, which is a sequel to It's a Wonderful Life. I guess. Yeah. I think it is, technically. Yeah. 46 years in the making, apparently. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, written by uh, Lauren Cameron and... David uh, Hulselton, directed by Eric Till, and starring um, Robert Carradine of uh, Revenge of the Nerds fame mm-hmm. and uh, Lizzie McGuire fame later. Mm-hmm. Much later. Yeah. Well, not that much later, like 10 years no. later. So this was, uh, yeah, 1990. Yeah, it was made for uh, the Family Channel. Which is now Freeform. I think Family Channel is a way better name than Freeform. Yeah, well, they had to kind of change it because they weren't really just focusing on family type oh, programming. Okay. So I think that's why they changed it. I don't know. You got to refresh things every so often to keep people interested. Yeah. Ah, boy. 
So where do we start with this, Matt? Uh, how about we start with the really bad intro with the stupid heavenly music and mm-hmm. the cloudy fog effect that they have going on in heaven? Yeah. Apparently. Like, that's what heaven looks like is a bunch of fog. Yes. It doesn't sound like a great place. I mean, I guess it's better than so the alternative. So that I mean, like, London is heaven or I guess something? So. Or... And, oh, also, we, so we can start mm-hmm. off with that. Is that and, why they cancel school when it's really foggy? Yeah, out? I think yeah. so. Because, because it's too heavenly? It's heavenly. <laughs> and you don't have to go to school when you're in heaven. <laughs> so just get to do whatever you want. But, uh, <laughs> and apparently whatever you want to do is to talk to a child that has the most fucked up voice I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, there's... So, so okay, first off, folks. Now, in... um. In uh, It's a Wonderful Life, um, Clarence Oddbody was played by, um, you know, a middle to, middle to old man, middle-aged to old man. Um, yeah, in this movie, he's like maybe 40-something, played by uh, Robert Carradine. And um, so they explain this away as that angels basically Benjamin Button it up. And um, <laughs> they... they, they uh, <laughs> They, they de-age um, as they get older. <laughs> so, uh, which is just weird because, you know, I grew up Catholic and the whole idea of um, heaven is like a timeless place that doesn't really depend on aging or de-aging or time going by or anything like that. It's kind of like, you know, you're there and time kind of stands still. and An existence outside of time and space. Yes. Both. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but somehow you can de-age, I yeah. guess. You know. So that means he's like super old. Then that yes. kid, he's like the oldest angel there yeah, is. Yeah. So, so, so Joseph is this kid um, who was was you know a voice in the first movie. The that sent basically he was the he was the angel that sent um, Clarence to take care of uh, George Bailey in the first movie, played by. Uh, play, uh, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Um, you know, that guy, Jimmy Stewart, you know. Yeah, okay, so, in this movie, uh, Joseph is, I don't know who played Joseph in the first movie, but in the, in this movie, it's, uh, it's a kid named uh, Jason McSkimming. That's his name, Jason McSkimming. He's, uh, it, it sounds like the whole time when they're doing this, whenever he's on screen... Like, his voice is being dubbed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or later, like, they did a dialogue re-record. I'm wondering, honestly, if his voice changed during filming and they had to do that. I know, but what's with the weird effect, though? It's got, like, this it, flanging, flanger type of well, thing going on. Or... Well, I think it might just be because it was recorded later, so it's got this kind of weird sound to it. I don't know. Oh, I see. I'm like, not sure, though. It just has this weird... Anyway, so... They're like, talk- there, there's, I've seen that in other movies where, I mean, and I've seen it in movies I've even made where we oh, had really? to re-record the dialogue and it was kind of, you could tell. Like, almost like the audio is too good and to, yeah. like, you could tell that someone's at a microphone recording it instead yeah. of speaking it out mm-hmm. loud. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Almost like it's too good for what should be happening. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and it can be done really well because there's a lot of movies that they make in Hollywood that almost the whole movie is redone like a lot of action films specifically because you know when you got a lot of special effects happening and things blowing up and stuff you got to re-record the dialogue because 
right. you're not going to be able to record it on set. With all that noise, yeah. yeah. That's what they did for the Voldemort Origins movie, the YouTube uh, fan-created movie. Yeah, they it's re-recorded ca- all the audio well, later. Well, I think it was mostly an Italian film. Yeah. And um, so they, they dubbed it in English. I think, but yeah, but I mean, but they're but they're speaking in English in the movie though too. Oh, they were. I mean, I've I've watched part of it. Oh, I, I thought seemed, it was an yeah. Italian. I don't know. The, maybe it was an Italian film that that was speaking English, or maybe then, they were Italian actors and they had them redubbed with American oh, voice actors. Maybe, or something. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it. I know what you mean. It did seem kind of like it was re-recorded. Some of later. it was. Some of it seemed like it was fine, but then. But yeah. So anyway, so there's this dude who like just died, I guess, and he's talking to Joseph about. You know, like how to save his family, you know, because I don't know how the guy knows this. Maybe Joseph told him that his wife's going to commit suicide. Again, how would they know this is going to happen? I have no idea. So, well, um, if you go by the real logic, you know, there's no time and there's no time and space. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they would know everything. But, but why Joseph, do they de age? But Joseph only, yeah, the de age Joseph only tells him this amount of information. And then. As like some cruel joke, then tells them, "Oh, by the way, we don't have any guardian angels to help you. I'm just gonna tell you this information, this terrible information, mm-hmm. and then no way to help you out." Heaven's out of <laughs> you know. <laughs> Heaven's running low on guardian angels. Yeah, apparently. Like, Hev- like, like I said, you know, when we were watching it, you know, it's like the the Titanic didn't have enough lifeboats, right. and Heaven doesn't have enough angels. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great comment. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? So then no, they're like, oh well. There's Clarence, but he he doesn't do anything anymore because he the last time he tried to help someone he screwed it up really bad, and then now he just he does he feels bad about it so he just just does nothing in heaven essentially he just sits plays around. with clocks that's what he does he's just some like freeloader playing with clocks it sounds bad but um, playing with clocks in a place that doesn't have time yeah or, and out of exactly. time or space because you need clocks what there the I don't get this he's like the Arthur Weasley of heaven, like yeah. with the muggle technology. He's like, it's a weird example, but like, <laughs> we're just going to keep making Harry yeah. Potter. References. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, that's what he is though. And then, so then he sends the guy over to talk to Clarence and then Clarence finally agrees to, you know, help, you know, save his wife from, you know, killing herself. And the only way to do that is to stop her from going into a cab because she's going to try to sell the company that they started together. Because she was an artist and she drew this picture that was supposed to look kind of like her soon-to-be husband who proposed. Well, I guess it's not. Is it a proposition when you tell the woman that she has to marry you? Yeah. Which is what he did. Right, right after <laughs> he insulted her artwork. Yeah. Uh, he goes well. The, you know, he's not very much to look at, is he? I guess he insulted himself a little bit. Though, yeah, but but, of, but but at first he's like, "Do you think that really looks like me?" Right, right. You know, <laughs> like, the? And then he goes, "Well, he's not much to look at." And then she's kind of like, "Well, you know." I, I just I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So he quote proposes to her, you know, and then she names him Dexter, the character, not not the TV show Dexter. That would be kind of creepy. But um, why she named him Dexter? I don't know. When her husband's knows? name was Jeremy. Who knows? Yeah, it's, she called him Dexter. <laughs> And then she wrote a children's book based off that character, and it became like a big hit, and it, they turned it into like a whole business. And then right before he died, they were going to try to make Dexter into a, a video game character that was um, voice activated. 
because apparently in 1990 that was like all the rage. If you didn't have a voice activated game, you were you were out of the gaming business. Like, well, my, my my theory on it is, is something like you know this is around the time of like a little bit mid Teddy Ruxpin. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just thinking that around 1990, you know, people would want to uh, have something that can interact with you somehow. I guess. Yeah, that's probably what they were going. And plus, because he was like an educational game too. Yeah, he wasn't like meant to like. It wasn't like a standard video game of like shoot him up or beat him up mm-hmm. or whatever. It was like an educational. Yeah. Thing and then of course and then um, just as they were about to, you know, get this off the ground, uh, um, Jeremy was his name. Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy ended up striking his deal with this guy of to have him invest in their game instead of their um, competitor who's like this typical sleazy business yeah. stereotype or whatever. And then he has a heart attack right after like the phone call or, or that day or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then he dies. <clears throat> so then um, she uh, was going to sell the company. And then apparently after she did that, she was going to, everything was going to like spiral and she was eventually commit suicide. So the plan was to get her from not going into the cab and then somehow that would then, put everything else in a different whatever trajectory know. or yeah, something yeah that's that's like that that's the base basic plot basically yeah and so basically you so, gotta say basically basically basically, basically. So, so basically <laughs> um clarence basically uh <laughs> wait no <laughs> so, so so clarence comes down to earth um literally not um <laughs> he uh tries to uh stop the stop the cab but on his way he ends up uh he, he ends up uh, getting bumped into by a bank robber who's got a bunch of money in his hands. And he, and the bank robber drops some of the money, so Clarence tries to give it back to him because he doesn't understand this um, idea that robbery's bad and stuff. Um, or that the guy was robbing the bank. He thought that was just the guy's money, and then he insulted him because he was wearing a weird hat, which was actually just a stocking on his face, so he couldn't... Yeah. Right. My question is, so Clarence was in the first one, right, though? Was yeah. He, okay, and he was the angel... In that one, or he was an angel, but he he's barely in it's wonderful. But life. was he in it? In, was he on Earth though, or was he in heaven? He was on Earth, but not that long. But so but ba- he, basically, he, basically in it's a wonderful life. Um, it's probably around the midpoint of the movie, or not even there. More towards the end of the movie. Okay. See, Clarence basically tells the story of George Bailey's life from heaven. Oh, okay. first off, to uh, you know him and Joseph are telling the story to each other and they're just voices. And then Clarence, um, George tries to jump off a bridge to kill himself because he's got money issues. Mm. And, um, because his uncle, his uncle Billy's a dumbass. Fucking uncle yeah. Billy's. I, yeah. I was watching that onion interview again. Yeah. Talking about the dipshit uncle Billy. How do you, this has weight. How do you not feel <laughs> I know. a big stack of cash? <laughs> I was listening to a, um, Something the other day, and they were talking about, um, so, never put money in a newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, bad things happen after you do that. You get murdered in a shower like in Psycho, or you lose the money to Mr. Potter. Potter, there we go. Another. And Mr. And It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, anyway, so, um, but uh, basically, Clarence comes in that point, he jumps into the water before uh, before George does, so George goes in and saves him. And then basically saves himself, but then George wishes that he wasn't never born, and then 
Clarence shows him what is what the world would be like if he wasn't born. Okay. So, um, so which, he yeah, he which doesn't not, really happen in this movie at all. So, so so good. So he he wouldn't know what a bank robbery was. I was wondering because I'm like, if he's already been on Earth, he should mm-hmm. know about money and stuff like that. But, but you think that. My thing is, is like you think somebody up in heaven would know what the fuck is going on on Earth. I'm right. just saying because it's, I don't know. I'm, and where's God in all this? Yeah, is it just a heaven without God? Just angels just happen to just roam around? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. And is Joseph like? Is is that like you know, Joseph? Is, is and that the the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph, or is it like Mary's husband Joseph, or is it just it's just some random dude? random dude named Joseph? It's probably just a random dude. Yeah. Anyways, I'm. <laughs> The, uh, um, the, what you call it, um, I don't know, it's just so weird, the, but I, I, you, my, my main thing is, is I think up in heaven, if I was up in heaven, and, uh, I mean, I'm sure you'd be able to watch the world below, I mean, I'd be tuning into that shit every day like it's General Hospital or something, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> What's going on with like planet Earth today? I mean, it's, it's like, like a literal as the world yeah, turns. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but um, the uh, the whole uh, the whole thing. It's just weird that he what he doesn't know and what he doesn't understand. When yeah, he, like the I vacuum cleaner. That's another thing. Yeah, he getting, I'm sorry, I'm getting until you. No, I know, but it's fine. But anyways, he stops this bank robber basically because he thinks he's helping him, and then Rachel gets into the cab. Um. And he ends up, but he ends up going to the freaking. he follow, gets in another cab and follows her mm-hmm. and uh, he gives all the money to the cab driver when they get to the boardroom, <laughs> the, the the office where the boardroom is that uh, where Rachel is going to sign away uh, Dexter to this uh, sleazy Mr. Potter type guy and um, actually kind of a Trumpian guy. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> he looks a little bit like. Um, Fred Trump has Trump. Yeah, he does. I think in 1990, (laughs) maybe they were going for that. No, who knows? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's trying to make, make, uh, video games great again. And, um, the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, so, so, so Clarence stops the thing and he eats the contract. Because they can't print out another one, like you said. Yeah. Like, that's the one Because that's impossible. Contract. <laughs> so I never understood, like, you know. I, I remember in movies they'll do that all the time. Like, somebody will rip up the contract after it's signed or whatever. And I'm just like, usually there's a copy. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyways, it stops that. And then he basically becomes, uh, he tells, he calls, uh, he, he, he calls uh, um, Rachel Ricky. Yeah. Which was the nickname that uh, her husband Jeremy had for her. Um, this is where it gets weird, too. Yeah, and then, then he says, "Oh, I'm an old friend of your husband's." And then and she's she like, him. "And then she's like, oh, you must be from his hometown." So, and then later, and then, then then he goes to the house and he meets the kids and stuff like that, and he knows that the daughter's nick the 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 husband's nickname for the daughter was uh was was pumpkin pumpkin. And he calls her that. She's like six years old or five years old. Yeah, and we were talking about this. What hometown friend do you just call up randomly that you don't even talk to your wife about that you even know? This yeah, because she didn't know. Him. And you're like, who, like, oh, I'm just gonna tell them my wife's pet name and my daughter's pet yeah. name. But I'm I mean, not gonna tell my family that I know this person that I'm talking 
about them too. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like Matt, you're one of my best friends, right? There are things about you I probably don't know. Yeah, it's true. There are things about me you don't know. You don't know what you, you don't know what the nickname that I called my niece when she was a baby. Right, I don't. No. So and we don't know each other for like fourteen years. Yeah. So as opposed to <laughs> this guy who, Yeah, who <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And she just believes him. That's the, and she, she invites him to live with them essentially. Mm-hmm. Even before she took him to the house. She's like, Oh well, you know, surely you got a place to stay, and he's like, uh, "I think so." And, and she's like, "Oh well, just stay with us." I'm like, wow, okay. So some stranger that just you say that you knew her late husband, no proof whatsoever. It's like the Aladdin movie, the 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 really crappy one where the the guy impaled himself on the sword, whatever his name was. Just says, "Oh, I'm 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 your husband's brother. Never talked about me ever, but you know, believe me." What was the daughter's name? Was it Tracy? I don't know. I don't remember now. I think it was Tracy. I'm not sure. But Casey. Hmm. It was Casey. Oh, okay. Because I'm trying to figure this out because I was looking at the cast and Rachel Blanchard was in this. And uh, she's uh, I wonder who she played. She played somebody named Jill. Who was Jill? <clears throat> who was the actress? I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. It'd be hard to say because I only got modern pictures of her. But Rachel Blanchard was in. Um, she was in the TV show Psych. She was. She's uh, currently on. Um, on. Uh, oh no! Was she on Psych? Let me see. Yeah, she was on Psych. Um. She. Uh, she also used to be. On the TV show Clueless, she was the main chick on there. The she replaced Alicia Silverstone's character. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know, but I just thought I saw her name in the credits, and I was like on IMDb, and I was just trying to figure out who she played. I thought maybe she was the little girl, but no, there was no other little girl though. No, and I'm, I don't know. Anyways, um, might have been, might have been one. Maybe it was the, maybe it was the cheerleader chick or something. Oh yeah, there were some cheerleaders at one point. Yeah, this is a weird movie. It is. So, um. Anyways, uh, what happens next then? Uh, well, after knowing this person for 45 minutes, she invites him to live with them. And uh, her daughter feigns sickness the next day and says, oh, Clarence can babysit me because we've known him for 12 hours at this point. And then mother's like, oh, sure, makes sense. Just let him watch you. And then uh, I'm blanking. She goes to work. He makes her soup or something by learning. He's like learning all that, all these new devices, like the can, the electric can opener, the vacuum cleaner. She thinks he's an angel because she's got like this book of like mythical creatures, and she's like is testing to see if he's an angel, like by saying that you know angels can't lie. So she's asking him all these questions, and he's giving. Her, like these kind of like nuanced answers, like where he's not totally lying. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I think yeah. she was one of the cheerleaders. Yeah, um, she might have been that one that was flirting with him. Oh or something yeah, that's right. Her. Um, the Brent or was no yeah. Logan or what was whatever Brent, Brent Logan. His Brent last Logan. name was Logan. I think. Oh okay. So yeah, Brent Logan, and um, he uh, takes. I'm trying to remember. Does he take? Is that is that the day that? 
um, Brent skipped school. And then he had to then pretend to be him, but she, no, no, no. Yeah. He went to see Brent at school, didn't he? Yeah, and he basically, t- yeah. Who was with him? Tra- Casey was. Was that yeah. the day she said she was sick? Even yeah, okay. and she came with him because he was watching her while she was staying home from school. Okay, yeah. So then and that he, was like right away, like like you just met this dude, yeah. and, and like a day later, you're gonna entrust your child. Well, to him. It was like twelve hours later. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's like, oh sure, you go ahead and watch her. What? <laughs> what who does that <clears throat> obviously this woman does but and then yeah so then he like went to go to, you know give brent like a big you know man-to-man speech or whatever about you know taking responsibility and he's the man of the house because you know this is 1990 but apparently you know even back then it was still kind of like you know you're the man in the house now who cares if you're only 15 fucking years old and your mom runs a business you're the man in the house you gotta take so then you know, this dipshit thinks what that means is to go apply for a job and not take his, not go to his fucking classes at school. So then Clarence has got to drag his ass away from his new home with his new stepdaughter. Apparently, I don't know. And then we'll get to that. We'll get <laughs> we'll get to that part later. And then, uh, and then you know, so then you know, uh, Brent, whatever his name is, you know, he's gonna go apply for jobs now. He's not gonna go to class. So then he's got to go pretend to be Brent and goes to his English class because his English teacher... By the way, this English teacher is, like, a really angry person. Like He's a dick. He goes from, like, <laughs> from like you said, like, zero to, like, a hundred in, like, yeah. five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he'll be, like, stern for a second, and then all of a sudden he'll just go into, like, a full-on rage, like, screaming mm-hmm. session. It's like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> and, uh... So he, like... He, he, like, blows the teacher away with his Mark Twain trivia as Clarence, but pretending to be Brent. So, uh, why don't we take a break right now? Yeah, I can. Yeah, (laughs) I I need a break from this movie for a second. Let's, uh, let's take a listen to some, uh, nice little, uh, ads and services here. And, uh, we'll be, uh, right back. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there okay 
Okay, we're back, I think. Are we back, Matt? We're back. Hi. So, um, basically, at this point in the wonderful movie Clarence, made-for-TV movie sequel to It's a Wonderful Life, 1990, starring uh, Robert Carradine. Anyways, um, <laughs> it, uh, so, uh, Clarence is posing as, uh, as Brent, uh, the teenage kid, um, makes him good at football, runs all the way home, well, like right, Forrest he, Gump. He makes, he vanishes himself three times and nobody, and nobody notices. They don't think that's weird. That person can just disappear. Happens all the time. Apparently Earth is like a kind of a magical place in this movie too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. He runs all the way home, changes back into what clarence, clarence yeah and realizes that he had almost accidentally shredded a bunch of paper <laughs> important papers for the business or some bullshit and um there was a bunch of like shredded paper on the floor yeah. like way too much more than could possibly have ever been mm-hmm. you know it's reminded me of that scene in that brady bunch when mm-hmm. when uh they put too much uh soap in the laundry oh yeah the, i remember that <laughs> in the laundry machine and anyways um the uh the oh god the um <laughs> folks by the way this movie sucks don't it, watch it, it if is, you haven't yet yeah, okay anyways terrible. um the uh i mean it, it, there were good intentions here don't get me wrong mm-hmm. you know if robert carradine wants to be in my next movie i'll cast him in a second but um hell if the kid who played joseph wants to be in my next <laughs> movie i'll cast him in a second too probably <laughs> but um mm-hmm. the uh the um the 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 the, the, the basically what ends up happening is uh the, Joseph gets mad at um Clarence because he's interfering too much. Things start going really because things started going really well for for um Rachel and her business, her Dexter business. And uh so uh they got a bank loan from a lady that sounded like a man, and um, <laughs> she was familiar. Was she was she the same woman that was in Mrs. Doubtfire as the caseworker? I don't know. I don't think she so. Looked, maybe it wasn't her though. I don't think it was. Okay, I think that woman, but she had a similar voice. But um, the uh, anyways, they got they got the bank loan approved because Clarence started, you know charisma and it up i don't know what you want to call that being very charismatic he's basically doing a bunch of shit that he's not supposed to be doing yeah he's not supposed to change the circumstances no, of a person's just supposed life. to be there to help at certain points but not fully but the um anyways i don't know what the fuck a guardian angel is supposed to do but <laughs> nothing <laughs> in this world um yet they don't have enough of them and yeah, uh yeah Exactly. Heaven's running out of them, and uh, that's what they should have called this movie: "Heaven's Running Out of Angels." Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, okay. But his big speech about the game. All right. So what happened was, is that they, as part of the conditions for the new loan, to because the the guy who like her competitor, like the sleazy business Fred Trump guy. He like owns like 
the building that they have their business out of or something and he needs fifty thousand dollars by the end of the week or he's gonna like kick him out or whatever so then they you know and then clarence is like oh well why don't we just get a new loan and she's like oh my god that's brilliant because she didn't think of that herself like she runs this business but you know some stupid angel comes up with a brilliant idea to get a new loan and he, he he spins this ridiculous tale about broken clocks and how you don't replace a broken clock you just fix what's wrong with it and that's the same thing for a business and they're like oh it's it's perfect so then they just give them the loan but on the condition that they have to sell 50,000 units of the game that's not even fully done yet which i guess is not that i mean a new games they do that a lot too like they you know like, oh, yeah they put conditions on things yeah and by the way the 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 competitor the bad guy um is named brimmer that's right brimmer what a name and uh so they try to sell these units and then brimmer sabotages the game by hacking into it i guess 1990 i don't know and then the- yeah, he's not smart enough to figure shit out for his own games, but he's able to hack this other game. Yeah, so Dexter is like, you know, he's supposed to be like an educational game, and he's like counting bunny rabbits or something. But then they hacked it to make him start kicking the bunny rabbits like into a pile, and everyone's like, they're so mortified. Like, I can't believe it. this is the worst thing I've seen in my life. It's like really a cartoon mm-hmm. kid kicking bunny rabbits. There's like no blood. There's nothing. It's just like a like a cartoonish type of tom and jerry type of thing was this before the whole uh video game hearings that they had I this know, was with, before because mortal kombat came out in 1993 oh okay so it was before the before the real violence in video games started yeah okay <laughs> I, well, I mean there was still <laughs> well no i mean i, I mean no, i'm just saying you know well mortal kombat was the one that really yeah set it off because you can like knock people's heads off and i was it. just saying i'm trying to figure out why somebody's upset mm-hmm. about a little so so appalled at, yeah. at at a at a cartoon character kicking bunnies. Not right. that I'm saying that that's a good thing. I'm just saying I'm not saying go out and kick bunnies, kids. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> but their reaction to it was so like excessive. Yeah. So anyway, so then Clarence like gives like this one of his famous speeches about whatever broken clocks and stupid bullshit, and he's like, "I'm sorry you had to see that, but it was necessary because, you know, so, some people, you know." behave this way and we sh- we should you know treat each other with respect i don't know what the basically he basically was he was saying like you know uh, we're showing you this so you know what our competition does yeah like brimmer basically because yeah. brimmer is all about like whatever you know the kids want cool stuff or mm-hmm. you know all about entertainment ver- versus educational yeah plus entertainment brimmer just wants a game that he knows is going to sell a bunch of units whereas dexter is supposed to be this great life-changing educational game that all you need to do is fix the voice activator and everything will be perfect yes anyway so then they're like oh well we're gonna buy all your blah 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 units and then rachel <clears throat> ends up kissing him on the sidewalk on, on the way to their house i guess if you want to because he's living there he's living there now oh by the way wearing her dead husband's suit oh yes <clears throat> which is interesting um to be fair, Tracy, the little girl, had him wear. But come on, yeah. dude, some common sense here. But I mean, he's an angel. But come on, would you well, wear, would you wear dead angel's wings? Well, and, he know, doesn't know any better because he doesn't know what a computer or a vacuum he cleaner know anything is. is. Yeah, you know. So he figured out how to use a can opener. 
the electric can opener. Yeah. Which I wouldn't be able to do. I still use the... I, th- I think electric can openers are more confusing than they computers. Are. I used to use yeah. a regular old wind-up mm-hmm. one, or Me whatever too. you call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he figured that out, so that's cool. But uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, so after this big speech, she kisses him. He goes into his bedroom, and then that stupid Joseph kid is sitting there telling him that he's got to fix what he's... Basically, he has to undo all the cool shit he's done. Yeah. To, to set things back to, like, uh, equal, whatever the balance is supposed to be. So, basically, he's got to give this woman an emotional whiplash now. So, which actually will make her worse off than she was before he even came to Earth to try to help her. Got it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so then he, uh, he sits there and he, uh, becomes an asshole, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he, they're at a meeting and he's basically like, oh, you know, I don't know why you want to invest in this company, you know, or thanks for, thanks for wanting to invest in this company, even though we're losing millions of dollars or whatever bullshit, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. Well, I think what he said, because he's yeah. like, he's like, you know, we haven't sold a single unit yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, well, it's, I'm not saying that it's not like, it, it's, it certainly is a good game. Well, it will be once we figure out how to. Once we figure out the glitches in it, it'll work fine. Right? <laughs> like all of these like little side comments. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, you're such good-hearted people with so much compassion to invest all of this money into a company that's quite frankly bring- almost bankrupt. <laughs> yes. It's like, what Jesus Christ. So she's, you know, furious with him. And, uh, yeah. And then um, anyway, so, so understandably, and then, you know, they they go back home. <laughs> yeah, home. <laughs> home <laughs> they um anyways they uh she basically says you know i want you out of here by tomorrow which is completely understandable why you let a fucking stranger live in your house in the first place i don't get but um <laughs> yeah oh geez anyways uh so it gets to the point where uh she goes to try to sell the company to the bad guy to brimmer but her uh oh yeah her um her her coder her engineer or whatever you want to call it you know computer engineer quit and now he's working for Bremer mm-hmm. and she goes to try to sell the company to him but he's come up with his own character named Hexter which looks exactly like Dexter <laughs> except for he's like all violent and wearing armor and bullshit and um and then she finds out that uh you know the the dude's working for uh the competition now and uh he won't buy the company now so now she's completely like you know they're going to be broke and having to eat tuna tuna casserole every night and um they uh anyways she so she basically decides that she wants to kill herself and uh so she goes off to go kill herself she leaves a note for the kids um, Clarence finds the note, goes to stop her, basically lets her know that he's an angel, brings down her dead husband to talk to her. She decides not to kill herself. Cheating. I'm telling you, it's not how you do things. And then, um, I mean, in It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey wishes that he was never born and then sees how bad the world would be without him in it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's kind of showing you things, but it actually helps him to realize how important he is to the world. Right. This is like, 
hey, here's your dead husband. He's going to tell you not to kill yourself. Um, yeah, I did my job. And then... No, you didn't. It's like, it's, 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 it's like playing with a corked well, bat it's, here. It's Clarence, it's like, you know? <laughs> that's what Clarence does, He, you know? Yeah. That's why he probably... That's why, why they made him stay up there all this time, because yeah. he's going to fuck everything up every time he does anything. Just go play with your fucking clocks. I know it sounds weird mm-hmm. when you say that, because it sounds like, you know... But anyways, they go back home. Um, she didn't kill herself, but then the, uh, the boy, um, what's his name? Brent. Uh, Brent. He, he figured out the game and how to make it work. They all say goodbye to Clarence, including the game. Yeah. And the game almost sounds like the same voice, voice as the fucking Joseph. So is Joseph a fucking computer game? Maybe he is. The fuck is that supposed to mean? Then? I don't know. The computer now is an angel. Dexter is an angel. The computer is an angel. That, so all these units. Just that, like that was the working thousand. title of Weird Science. No, it wasn't. No. I'm, I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> and just saying goodbye, Clarence. Goodbye, Clarence. And that's all it does. That's all it says. That's all it says. I'm like, okay, so you're just gonna have Dexter just say goodbye, Clarence. That's your game yeah. now. And then, so Clarence leaves. He gets into a cab. Guess who's driving? Fucking Joseph. Fucking weird voice, Joseph. And um, God and Joseph joke. basically tells him, "Hey, you know, here's your wings." Again, because he had lost him earlier, I forgot about that point. But they're not real wings. No, they're they're, they're like those like in, instead of having like real wings, like you would expect an angel to have. They're like, it's like the little pin that you know a stewardess gives a kid when they're flying on a plane for the first time. Stupid bullshit. Um, yeah, I remember getting those like on a Delta airline flight to Florida once. Um, Why would you care so much about that if you're an angel? <laughs> I mean, you could do anything you want. You want a stupid fucking pin to put on your coat or whatever. But I guess it it, it, it means that you're a real angel then. He, whatever. Who cares? Because he's not a second class angel. Who, who wants angel? to live up in heaven? It's, it looks like a boring ass place. Bunch of fog everywhere. Yeah, at least this heaven. Shitty music mm-hmm. that sounds like, a, like they're trying to go for some new age meditation stuff, but bad version yeah i mean I'm, I'm talking we're, we're talking about this heaven okay god if you're listening because i know god loves my podcasts um i'm just letting you know that i personally have no issues with heaven in itself so if you want me to live there that'd be great uh-uh. yeah i'm begging god to let me into heaven on a podcast no can i do that yeah whatever is that sacrilegious you do whatever you want i don't care okay bring matt along too only if it's cool yeah, I mean, because I, I I don't think heaven is really like um, 1990 Family Channel <laughs> Clarence heaven. We just fixes clocks. Yes, fixes clocks because he loves time. Ugh, this movie sucks so bad. So um, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, but anyways, so so you know, and then the credits roll. Yeah, that's it. The whole movie's over. Like they didn't re- they do like a thing it's, where they sold the games to anyone or anything. It was very anticlimactic. It was yeah, just it was like it happened. Just, just snap your fingers and you're done. So bullshit. I would really not recommend watching this movie if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, usually I prefer that you watch the movie before you listen to our podcast, but I'm okay if you listen to this without. You know, um, I know it's bad to say at the end of the podcast, but anyways. Um, We'll, we'll we'll be back with some more stuff uh, next time. Yeah. Um, make sure you uh, check us out online and all that good stuff, and let us know what you think. Um, yeah, Bye. I'm sad, Matt. Me too. So and just remember, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, and every time Matt and I watch a bad movie, I want to kill myself.
and then an angel comes and tries to save my life, and then a bell rings and it gets its wings. God damn it. God, I hate myself. But I love you, folks. Bye bye Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Thank you.